0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Soldier and the Shepherd podcast. Uh, Currently we are going to the book titled uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Recently we had finished chapters 3 and 4. We learned about the characters named Obstinate and Pliable, the two moles. Obstinate and Pliable were the ones who chased after Christian when they saw him uh, heading out of the city of destruction. If you remember, obstinate left pliable to go back to the city of destruction, uh, making fun of Christian's decision as well as pliable's decision. And then shortly after that, we learned about the slew of despond, which little Christian and Uh, pliable found their way into and then pliable quickly turned on christian blaming him for the situation that he is in and currently christian is stuck in this little despond slowly sinking because of the weight on his back and last time we left him we heard a voice in the distance telling him that he was coming to help him so here we go chapter five Help Finds Little Christian Little Christian felt very much inclined to cry when he heard the voice of a friend. He had almost made up his mind that Evangelist was wrong, and that the king did not care to have little children traveling along the road to his beautiful city. "'I am so small,' he thought, "'and so stupid. "'I cannot even even get safely across this plain.' And what should I do if I come to, what should I do if I came to a high mountain or a deep river? But just at that moment a squirrel named Help, who was one of the king's servants, came near to the slough and saw a poor little Christian struggling in the mire. Help was a kind hearted boy, and he ran at once to see what he could do for little for Christian. How did you fall in, he asked, but little Christian could not tell. Evangelist said I was to go to the narrow gate, and I did not know about the marsh. Didn't you see the stepping stones? No, I was talking to Pliable, and we were not looking at the ground. That was foolish. Where is Pliable? He got out. But he went home and did not and did not try to help me. well, don't be frightened. I shall be able to reach you in a minute. The king will always take care of you. I wondered why he sent me over the plain today, but it was because he knew you well, you would need me. Take hold of my hand and put your foot there here there you are quite safe. Little Christian stood trembling with tears in his eyes. You are very kind, he said. I should never have got out by myself. No replied help. I don't think you would have. are you going to the are you going to the celestial city? I wish to go, but I am afraid the the way will be too hard for me. Perhaps I had better wait until I am older. No, you must not wait. The king will watch over you. And whenever you need a friend to help you, he will send somebody. Are you sure? Asked the little Christian. I am such a little rabbit. And the others all said I was stupid. Never mind what they say. If you are one of the king's pilgrims, you are quite safe. You may find the road long and hard. But if you keep on bravely, You will come to the city at last, and then you will forget your trouble, because you will be so glad to see the king. He spoke so kindly that little Christian did not feel afraid of talking to him. Do you think I shall find my mother in the celestial city? He said, She is with the king. If she is with the king, you will find her. Is it long since she went away? She went away when I was very young. I can't remember her at all, but we have her picture at home, so I shall be sure to know her. She looks so sweet and kind. Sometimes I cry because she cannot love me. But she does love you, said Help. The king does not let his creatures forget. I have no doubt he has told her already that you are coming to the city and she will be watching for you. He had been kneeling on the ground, wiping the mud from little Christian's clothes and fur with tufts of soft grass. He rose now, saying, You have soiled your things very much, but you will have new ones before you get to the city. Don't lose sight of the light over the narrow gate, and walk as quickly as you can until you reach it. Goodbye, and remember, the king will take care of you. Just tell me one thing," said Little Christian. "Have you been to the city yourself? No, I have been very near, nearly to its gates. And then the king gave me some work to do for him, and I shall not, I shall not go to live in the city until it is finished. How long will it take me to get there? I can't tell you that. The journey is longer for some than for others, but if you love and obey the king. He will be sure to guide you to the city at the right time. Now I must go. If you are frightened again, cry to the king and he will hear you. Chapter 6 Little Christian Meets with Worldly Not very far from the city of destruction there was a hill, and beyond the hill a little village. In this village lived a number of animals who called themselves the king's servants, and pretended to love and obey him, although they did not really care about anything but their own pleasure and safety. They had been afraid to stay in the city because of all that the strangers had told them, but they did not wish to have the trouble of going to the king's country, so they built houses and made fields and gardens for themselves beyond the hill, and fancied in that place they were quite safe. A young mink from the village, whose name was Worldly, happened to be strutting across the plain on the very day Little Christian began his journey. Worldly knew Little Christian by sight, because the animals from the village often went into the city to visit their old friends. And when Worldly saw the little rabbit coming, he wondered what Christian was doing so far from home. Is that you, Little Christian? He said, You are a long way from the city. Worldly was a fine-looking. A little Christian felt pleased to be noticed by him, so he answered at once, I am going to the narrow gate. The narrow gate? What for? To get rid of my burden. Oh, of course, replied Worldly. I know those burdens are tiresome things. It isn't everybody who can feel them, but when you do feel them, there is so there is no comfort for you until they are gone. Little Christian was surprised to hear worldly speak in this way, for the boys and girls in the city had all laughed at him, and had declared that his burden was only imaginary. I hope I shall not have to carry it much longer, he said. I am making haste to the narrow gate. Who put into your head to go there? Asked worldly. I met a very kind owl. Kind owl named Evangelist. And he told me to go. Worldly laughed. He may be very kind, but is very stupid. I know him quite well. Look here, little Christian. I can tell you a much better way of losing your burden. Don't trouble yourself to go on that journey. Yes, you see, I know exactly what Evangelist said to you. He tells every, everyone the same thing. You have been in that horrid slough already, and if you go through the narrow gate, you will find worse troubles than that. <coughs> there are wild beasts and all sorts of dangers, but very, and very likely you will just die of hunger and fatigue. But my burden is so heavy, sighed Little Christian. I must get rid of it. An evangelist said that was the best way. Well, of course you can do as you like, replied Worldly, but I think you are very silly. How did you ever know that you had a burden at all? I read in the king's book that everyone has a burden. I thought so. That book is all very well for clever. Grown-up creatures, but little rabbits like you can't understand it. You read you read it, and you don't know what it means. And you just get your head full of nonsense. Now, I'll tell you what to do. I won't go back to the city because you will always feel frightened. And it isn't. It really isn't a nice place to live in. If I were you, I should go round the hill to, to the village. I have some friends living in the first house you come to. And if you tell them I sent you, they will take you in and be kind as kind as possible. Then in a few days, you'll forget all about your burden. And I don't suppose you will ever feel it again. Little Christian felt puzzled. Worldly spoke so kindly that he could scarcely help believing what he said. And he thought it would be nice to live near to his old home and be able to see Christina sometimes. You can't do any better than take my advice, continued Worldly. Never mind, evangelist. That is the way. past the hill. You can't mistake the house, because it is the first you come to. Then he put his hands in his pockets and started off whistling a merry tune. And the little Christian forgot all about the king and his message, and turned away from the narrow gate to go to the village beyond the hill. And with that, we have finished chapters 5 and 6 of Pilgrim's Progress. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed My trial on Worldly's voice, hopefully it was clear enough. But what I love about this book is there's a lot of really good messages in this book. So hopefully you can tune in for chapter 7 and chapter 8. Have a great night and God bless.